Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Dog Stars for Friday the 24th of November 2023. Though we're talking about Jupiter, which is visible for the next few months in our evening skies. This episode is dedicated by Mr Max Knight, Paul Watson of the Oxford Cheese Company, who's currently away from the cheese. Hope you get better soon, Paul. Let's go. Hello, Dog Stars, um, and hello from what I guess is an emergency podcast. Um, I haven't bought the good recorder out this evening, um, but Max was very keen to come out, having a very nice walk uh, under very clear skies in North Oxford, a beautiful night lit up by a, a half moon up there, um, and we can see really the star of the show at the minute, which is Jupiter. I can't believe we got this far through the podcast without talking about Jupiter, but it's brilliantly placed at the minute, just past opposition, uh, just past the point where... Um, it's opposite the sun in the sky, and so it's visible pretty much as soon as it gets dark. Go out, it's the bright thing uh, up there. Um, I was just at Macclesfield Astronomical Association, might be society, uh, up in the shadow of Jodrell Bank last night, uh, and a couple of the members were showing me amazing images of Jupiter's belts and storms and clouds uh, that they've taken with fairly modest equipment. Astrophotographers are rejoicing. It seemed like for years Jupiter was stuck down in the zodiacal constellations that don't get very high up um, from the UK. Uh, but as it's moved round, it's now in Aries, and it's, what, 50 degrees or so above the horizon, uh, where you can get a nice still view of it through a telescope. And um, let me think of the most amazing views I've had of Jupiter. I think one that sticks in mind is observing uh, down in Selsey with the late great Patrick Moore through his 12-inch uh, telescope. Uh, must be, oh, I don't know, late 90s. We've got on the other side of the street. We have beef ready. Max hasn't noticed. Um, and that particular evening, we were seeing the belts and we were expecting to see the most prominent and famous feature. Here you go, beefs. Um, most prominent and famous feature on Jupiter, which is the Great Red Spot. Here you go, this is a storm. Here you go. Good boy. Good boy, Max. There you go. Here you go. Beef treats. Good boy. Good boy. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Good boy. Yes. Here you go. Here you go. Max. Here you go. Yeah. Good boy. He's got, Mr. Max has got so much better at not barking at things. Um, his consumption of steak has also gone up uh, dramatically since we last talked. Um, but that was good. Anyway, yes, the great spot's normally there. Um, this is a storm that's been observed since ooh, at least 1870, probably a little bit before that. Possibly, some people think, all the way back to the 17th century, though. It's not clear that those early observations were the same spot. Um, off we go. Um, anyway, normally you see this spot. It's, it's very prominent. It's on the right side of the planet. And this particular evening in 12-inch, it was nearly absent, I think. Um, you could see more the space where it, it should have been. And what had happened is that it faded quite dramatically in the time since I'd last seen Jupiter. It's very exciting to see change while in the weather of this planet. But of course, the red spot's a storm. It changes all the time. It changes colour. Um, in the early 90s, it was this sort of brownish-red colour. became redder. It's faded since then. Um, I don't see a dramatic colour through the telescope at all at the minute. And photographs still pick it up. Um, and it also changes size. So you'll see in textbooks that it's often described as three times the size of the Earth. Well, it's about as big as it ever got. It's about half that now, about one and a half times across. But that's the, the diameter 
that's the size if you look down on it. Whereas, of course, it's a storm. There's probably a depth as well. And only recently have we discovered what that depth is, thanks to incredible images sent back by the Juno spacecraft. And Juno's, I think, my favourite weight, right across my favourite of the uh, current interplanetary fleet, partly because I was there at Mission Control when it arrived in Jupiter and everything went well, it went into its orbit, and people celebrated. Uh, it was all very exciting. Um, but I see, like the next morning, we were doing some wrap up bits for the BBC, you know, the bits where you go, oops, it's okay, it's okay, just a fan, it's okay, it's all right, it's all right, come on, good boy. And you know, the bits, that's all, that'd be an odd opening to a Skype night program. Literally, you go, hello, I'm welcome to JPL, and all that stuff. Anyway, we ran into the, the um, guy in charge of the rocket that had taken Jupiter there, that had taken Juno there. I said, how are things looking? How's it going? What was the news the next day? He said, hey, give me this engineer's answer. He said, everything is consistent with being perfect. And I really like that. I think that's something we, we can all aim for. Anyway, Juno, remarkably, when it was selected to go to Jupiter, wasn't going to take a, an optical camera with it. It was going to have an infrared imager to look beneath the clouds, and it was going to have all sorts of other experiments. And we're going to send a camera. Uh, my friend Candy Hansen and others campaigned and said, you've got to take a camera. You've got to take a camera. It's only for publicity. So there's this little camera on board um, that's done amazing science. And one of the things it's done, as Juno has swept very close to the cloud tops, is pay attention to the red spot. There were hints in that data, don't ask me what they were, I don't study storms, um, that the red spot might be quite deep, and we might be seeing just the top of a, a very large phenomenon. Yes, exactly, Max. Good boy. Um, it's not every time, just because I've said good boy. Yeah, carry on. Um, and so what they did was very clever. They flew Juno over the spot on one of the subsequent orbits and looked for whether it moved up and down because of the gravity of whatever's underneath. Uh, and there were tiny deviations from what we expected. So that tells you about the density of what you're flying over. Basically, it tells you how deep the storm is. And it turns out the data's best explained Yet the red spot, it's not just one and a half times uh, the size of the Earth across, but all of that is about 300 metres deep. Um, so this is a really, a truly enormous storm. Now that depth means it's more likely to be long-lived. People thought the recent fading might mean that it's fading away completely, but it's got this depth to it. Um, it'll probably stay there for a much longer time. Uh, and it also tells us something about how Jupiter's atmosphere is being mixed together. You just watch as people come around the corner. No, you're all good. Um, so that's the story of the red spot. One last thing that I like about Juno, apart from its science and its camera, if you haven't seen the images, put some links, go see them. We go across. And the best thing about Juno, oh, another good thing about Juno, is the name. And um, Juno was the wife of Jupiter in Roman mythology. And if you think Jupiter or, or Zeus, you might know that basically got up to no good. Um, it has all sorts of ways of involving young women and transforming into a swan and, you know, it's basically, he's not a good role model, let's put it that way. Um, anyway, he tried to obscure what he was up to, as you would, from his wife, um, by hiding behind clouds. But Juno, being a goddess, um, and generally one of the good ones, um, developed the ability to see through clouds. So the Juno probe is called Juno, Precisely because, now we're not going into the French restaurant this evening. No, they do like you. Well, they did like you. You done? 
Yes, it does smell good. Um, anyway, the mission's job is to see through the clouds and understand what's going on deep inside Jupiter. See? All fits together. That's why it's called Juno. Um, it's doing a great job at Jupiter and should do for a long while yet. It's also got, and this is geeky, uh, little mig mini figurines from Lego on board. One of Jupiter, one of Juno, and one, because I guess they have one spare, uh, of Galileo with a little telescope visiting the planet where he found the moons. Um, so, um, when you go out, do look up. It's beautiful up there right now. Uh, the bright thing is Jupiter. When you look at it, you think about long-lived storms that are deeper than we possibly imagined. Thanks, you've done very well. Um, thank you for listening to me, Rabbit On. Um, we should go home. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at DogStarsPod and drop us a line at dogstarspod at gmail.com. Do let us know if you've been on your own walks or spotted anything in the night sky. I'm Chris Lintot, he's Mr Max, and this was Dogstars. Thanks to Ellis Partman for production. We'll be back next week.